Hi, and welcome to the Chainsaw Carving Podcast. Today, I get to interview Adrian Boyce, and it's kind of exciting. If you follow Adrian at all on social media, he's been traveling all over, going to events and competitions. So I'm excited to see what he has to say. Yeah, thank you for this invitation. I like I like to do this. I'm really happy with this. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, and it's really fun to be able to talk to you. Um, I should ask you just to make sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. How do you pronounce your name? Um, in Spanish, it should be Adrian, but in English, okay. you can say Adrian. <laughs> sure. Everybody say Adrian. It's okay. It. Uh, you know, voice is a, is, a, is a nickname. It means wood in French, uh, because in my town, we have a lot of people that move from, from France, and we have streets with French names, so that's why I, I take this nickname. Oh, cool. Interesting little uh, little snippet. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I have more 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 about this name. <laughs> more, more stories about this name. Yeah, because I used to make wooden toys. You know, before being a chainsaw carver, a full-time chainsaw carver, I used to make wooden toys. Oh, cool. So we were looking like a brand for the for the toys because we, we want to sell to some shops and we think ah we can put this French name that means woods or or wood uh, and we do that but then we never sold the the toys to the stores we only go to festivals and fairs and sell the toys by by ourselves but people used to think that that was my nickname my my, my last name and I said okay I can take this. I like that. It's easy. It's easy to pro- to pronounce the pronunciation. Is easy for everybody. Also in Europe, they know how to say that. So uh, this is short and maybe more effective than than the real last name that is Spanish last name. Okay, that is a cool story. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you said you used to do the wooden toys. How did you get started chainsaw carving? Okay. Wait. I always like to do crafts, and when I start to to know my my country in different fairs, I always like the wood stuff and look for carvers. But we used to have a lot of classic with chisel carvings, uh, and the chainsaw were only for big big blocking. Uh, that's the way I I. Look, these guys, and I start to carve with chisels, uh, like a classic wood, wood carving. Mm-hmm. And then hey, I said, okay, maybe I want to go a little bit uh, big with the pieces. I don't think I can do this with chisels. It will take a lot of time to do it with chisels only. So that that's the way I start to bought my first chainsaw and one seventy steel, and. That's how I start. <laughs> I am I'm a self-made, always trying to learn something from from the other carvers, from from people who who've been carving for a lot of years. Did you find like were there chainsaw carvers uh, near your home? Mm, now we have more, have more uh, carvers. Also, I live in in not in the woods, so it's not easy to. To have a 
a lot of of trees and we only have maybe little little bit of those and we have no in in my area we don't have cabins like people like to put a lot of carvings mm -hmm. we have more it's, it's like more uh, country fields we have uh, soya and we have chickens but not mountains no forest no trees so in my area there are not too many carvers uh, also in argentina where i, I am from uh, in argentina we have maybe more from the classic chisel carvers uh, and in the last year we were going to be more carvers i think uh, some of my friends start to travel too but it's not so easy not not all i think full time chainsaw carvers maybe it's me and two or three more guys you okay. know my, my job is this this is my where I get all my incomes. I live from this. Some other guys do this part time. They are good carvers, really, really great carvers, but they have like a, a main job and do this like a second job. Sure. When and how did you start traveling the world for events? Yes, you know, we, I live close to the border between Argentina and Uruguay. Uh, and they have a festival like a, it's, it's, it is called the, the Beer Week. It's a festival and there's a big fa beer factory. So we go there and one of my friends said, okay, you can carve if you want. The first international, but it was really close to my place. So for me, it was like a local spot. Um, later on that year, on 16, 2016, I sent a project to a symposium in Chile. Uh, they accept this project and I had to go to Chile to, for carving. Uh, after that same year, I sent a project to Costa Rica. Uh, they accept my project and I fly to Costa Rica. So the first year that I start to carve from like a, my, my, my main job, like a full-time carver, that first year I start to travel in Latin America. And after that, it was event after event, and I was growing the distance. And now I have a, a big carving tours in Europe and in America here in, in USA. So I think I start a little bit with symposiums first. Those are no 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 championships. Also, they are more like classes, classic sculpture, uh, not speed carvings shows not too, too big, big uh, crowd there, maybe just a little bit of people that goes there. Okay. Uh, I start from that side, from the, more from the sculpture and from the, from the classic sculpture. And we're, so were you finding these opportunities and events and stuff by looking online or how did you find out about them? Yeah, you know, YouTube, <laughs> Facebook, yeah. YouTube, those are the, the main sources at, at first then I tried to found some some shows in, in Europe but usually Germany they post the shows in German so I had to learn how to say chainsaw carving in German uh, I put that on Google and yeah I found a lot of shows there also the English Open the English Open is more easy to find because it's English and 
Spanish, I can I can talk that. But I think internet was the first source. Uh, and then I when I came to America, yeah, I know one show and somebody told me about another show and yeah, that was the way. YouTube, Facebook, and then Carver's Car the Carver's family that sent info to me. Yeah, you start to get connections. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's the way. The first my first show in America was Resport, so it's really special for me. I found this lady Ellie Killan that hosts Carvers and she provides me tools and let me carve in her, in her shop. Maybe one week early, so I have some stock. Uh, that was my first show, and then from that I go back to Argentina. Uh, I don't get too much money, but I get a lot of friends and contacts, and that was my first steps. My my baby steps in in USA. Uh, after that, yeah, everything was more easy. The ne next time I respond, everybody say, "Hey, Adrian, and come and say hello." So you had to make like baby step steps at at first. Then you can be more connected, and yeah, it it grows if you if you keep going, and it's your you are a full time carver. Yeah, you, it it's going every year bigger. Yeah. And that's so incredible. There's there's so many cool people, like you said, that are willing to help you find a place to stay and help you get tools. And that, that's amazing. Also, you know, in Europe, uh, I have friends there. I can stay. They, they, they I use the chainsaw. They give me wood. They don't want to charge. They don't let me paint anything. Uh, here in America, you know, for me, it was really important. I have two big hosts. Uh, Okay, Eric Keelan was the first one. Then I have Bob Keen and Mark Kolb that I saw them on TV or I don't know, maybe YouTube. And one, one year, Mark said, okay, I can host, host you with the chainsaw, no problem. With all the tools, he was really humble, no problem. For me, it was, wow, this is a, a real elite legend. And he's helping me. Also, yeah. Bob Keen and Cindy, they are, they are great people. Now I'm at his place. We are going to Reesport, Ocean Shores, and Sidro Gulli. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like a dream came true for a, a, a small carver, chainsaw carver that came from South America and start to travel around the world. Now every year I get more comfortable with that. I, I know these guys are super friendly and they, they will help me if I need something. No matter what, what happens, they, they, they are always there for me that's that's what i love from this job we are like a carver carver's family and not only in america and europe is the same yeah yeah and it, you're right so many of the big carvers that uh i look up to when you meet them they are so kind and so humble and it is, it is a big carving family and that makes it really cool mm -hmm. yeah, also alex prico once uh, the first time i went to Libby. Living Montana, I stayed maybe like 15 days with Alex Prikov, and this guy was yeah, super. He showed me how he works, and he never stopped. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, that Those days were too hard because he works, 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 never stop. Uh, maybe he eat with one hand and car with the other hand, so he, he don't spend time just eating. He, he wants to carve and work. And, okay have to work if I want to be 
somebody you need to work yeah good work ethic <laughs> wear us all out so you might have answered this a little bit already when you were talking about people helping out but when you're traveling how do you deal with um like all the different languages and different rules at different events and different expectations um does that get complicated moving from event to event and country to country yeah not it's not easy uh, in the first time I was in Germany, uh, everybody speaks different languages and also they use like a common language that was uh, almost the Russian. Hmm. People from Poland, Czech Republic, Germany, uh, Belarus, Russia, Carvers. The, 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 the main language was Russian. Uh, some Polish, uh, the German Carvers speak German with, between them. And only two carvers speak a little bit of English. So I was 30 days just not, not, it was not too fun because I cannot talk with, nobody talks English. So it was not easy. Uh, now the second, the, the last time I was in Germany, uh, a carver from Spain comes with me. So it was really good. The language is sometimes a little bit of uh, difficult, but it's it's not it's not big deal. We can understand with signs, <laughs> making hand with my hands. I want that. I want that. And yeah, that works. It's not big deal. But you need to have your head, uh, your mind. You need to stay cool and know that you are there and you must do your job. And that that is going to work if you do your job. Your your carvings. Uh, I think it's, it's not a big problem. Also, the tools is difficult. It's expensive if you want to to travel with your tools. I have to use chainsaws that are there for me. Uh, at first, I only have maybe yeah, the English Open one year. I only have two chainsaws. Maybe you you are used to have a lot of bars and different sizes, different chainsaws. Right. Also, the yeah, English Open was only two chainsaws. It was really hard to carve all all of the main piece and also the quick carves only with two chainsaws. But yeah. okay, you you have to adapt. You need to adapt and okay, I can do this and that's the way you learn more. You say okay, I always use I don't know five carving bars. Um, okay, in this time you only have a standard bar and one carving bar and you have to do all your job with. Okay, I can do that. I think it's learning. It's learning too. You can do that with less tools and it should work if if you if you know if you try it is it's another way to learn i think yeah and it's sometimes it's almost just a, a mental block like you say if you tell if you tell yourself that you can do it you'll probably be okay yeah you, you know the first carvers they have no carving bars and they right. to carve okay i can do that maybe you don't have to 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 cut your rakers, your limit, your limits on the chainsaw. You don't need to to go uh, to take those off because the chain, the chainsaw is going to kick back too too badly. But if you if you only have one chainsaw, you you want your chain soft and um, not not too not too aggressive. That is mm -hmm. one one of the things that I think so, some of the carvers like to take out the rakers so they uh, the chainsaw get more wood but 
if you try to use the the point of your bar, no, it's not going to work. So uh, you have to learn some some of those te technical tricks or some of the, the, the little bit of of info on how to use your bars. Sure, well, that's a good tip. Oh, everybody wants to want to cut with the chainsaw as fast as they can, so they want a super aggressive chainsaw. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it works, but it's not a good idea to try to cut with one of those chainsaws. It's going to kick back too badly. Right, especially like you said, if you only have the two saws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you didn't have to carve for anyone else but yourself, like no orders, um, you know, not worried about if it was going to sell, what would you carve? What's your favorite? Uh, that, that, that made me think a lot because, yeah, I never thought about that. But I think I, sh I, I, I want to carve something from my country. Uh, but I know that if I carve some of those pieces, maybe some people, are, the people are not going to be interested in that. Um, maybe a tango dancers, you know, mm -hmm. like tango dancers. Uh, also, we have some folks, we have gauchos in Argentina. Uh, so sometimes I, I did that for some places, some shows, but maybe I want to cut one of those uh, for me. Uh, I think from my own country, f folk characters from my country and maybe some tango dancers that I never did that. So I, I was thinking I never did that. Well, maybe I can. But then you realize that it is a job. <laughs> you need to sell your piece. Uh, I want to sell my pieces when I travel. So mm, sometimes when I next time, maybe that I am at home, I can do some tango pieces but maybe just for me just for fun right i know i i think about that sometimes just because like you said when you're at an event you want your piece to sell or you know sometimes you're taking orders and it's just always interesting to think about if if nothing really mattered what would i want to carve um so what's your favorite like new innovative tool for chainsaw carving like <laughs> That is an easy question now, you know, the Mampa tools. Yeah. Those are, um, they changed the game, I think. When I contact these guys from South Korea, they were, they have no, uh, nothing, nothing in, in America and USA. And in Europe, uh, one of the guys who, who started to sell those was the first time they get these tools. So I go to this show in, in Germany, they sent me some Mampa tools. Uh, I start to use them, and the carvers come and say, "What are you using? Where do you take those for? Those are Argentinians." No, they say this is from South Korea, and this is a new brand. Uh, also, this this guy that sells tools, he are selling the first one here in Germany, and uh, they, the, those tools were sold out in the first show because maybe he ordered three or, or, or five kits. He sold all of them because, yeah, Carver didn't know that. And these tools are, are cutters, you know, cuts, really clean cuts. They made really clean cuts, uh, not heavy to work. You can use it for hours. And they made a nice job. This guy from MAP asked me, oh, where I can sell in, in America? Oh, the only guy that I know, he's a Carver. He's selling tools. Maybe you can 
talk with Bob King. He he have a, a, so, some some tools for carvers and yeah, and they did that. And three years after that, that was 2019. Three years after that, the Mampa are everywhere. I think they are really happy with with their sailings. Yeah, I feel like everybody that I ask lately all says Mampa that they're they're really excited about those. Yeah, at, at first I think saber tooth saber tooth bits, yeah, were the only tool that, like like special tool for carvers. Now we have yeah. this different brand. Also, you have some Russian brands, but they are not so so common. Uh, in Europe, you have a lot of that they are like craft made, so. Sometimes you need like a like more 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 quality on the tools, and these guys are doing a great job. Also, they made new tools every year. They try to improve what they did at first. Sure. Yeah. So they're always pushing the envelope. That's good. Um. So one thing I've noticed, and I have not traveled nearly as much as you, but quick carves change from event to event. Like sometimes they're an hour, sometimes they're only 30 minutes. Sometimes you can kind of like cut your wood up ahead of time to get it ready. Sometimes you can't, you've got to start with the the rough log. Do you have any any tips for carvers that are going to compete in quick carves? Hmm. What I realized, I think two years before, is that you can add some color to your quick carves and that will improve a little bit of of the how they looked uh, yeah you need the first time the first thing is a sharp chainsaw that's for sure but then when you have the sharp chainsaw and you made the locking and you make some details maybe it's a good idea to take some minutes to put a, lo- a, a little bit of spray or um, i don't know some color because that can help a lot with the contrast and I think they look like well finished also in 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 England also in Scotland that we have only 30 minutes um, it's not bad idea to take five of, of those 30 minutes to put some brownish or something like that black lines and I think those details will take your quick card uh, looks more finished and that could make it, the prices go a little bit higher uh, that happened to me in Risborough in 2019 I used spray paint really fast uh, and made some benches and they were yeah good ones also I, I have some some highest quick quick carve auction there in in Risborough last time oh cool congratulations yeah was amazing. <laughs> 2019 was a great year, you know. Everything was fun. No, no vaccines, no COVID test, nothing. You can travel with with the airplane, no problems. Uh, so right. that was really happy for me. Now I had to wait two years, uh, and we have to fill a lot of papers and doing tests, the vaccine to to keep keep traveling again. Yes. Yeah, sometimes it gets really complicated. I have a friend that just went into Canada and I was helping her fill out her online paperwork and it was extensive. <laughs> yeah, and then you go to the airport and nobody cares. 
they, <laughs> they essentially looks looks like pa your paper, but they don't control the dates, the, the names. Sure. Maybe this from another guy, and they don't realize. They just ah okay, it's done. Okay, but it it, it is what it is <laughs> now. Right, just do it so you can go. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, is there anything else that we should talk about that I didn't ask you, or any any other advice you want to share? Just I want to say thank you to all the carvers that ho host me, and I want to ask to the carver that can host a, a carver that came from another country to do that, because it's really important for us. Some of my friends, they, they, they can't do that because they don't speak maybe English, and it's really difficult. So when you have somebody uh, that needs help, if you help them, you will get it back. I know you will help some guy today and some guy will help you when you need it. So right. I think making this carving family uh, grow, uh, we have we have that, I think, almost done. But every year you can improve that and yeah, share more, more stuff or more time with the carver. That's, it's not easy to travel, you know. I actually I am away from my country like uh, for 40 days and I have 20 more days. So it's going to be 60 days, more than 60 days, more than two months away from my place. And if I don't have the Carver's family, I don't think I could do this because it's not only the tools, you, all, you usually miss your family. You can call them and make some FaceTime, but it's not the same. You need to to be with real people and talk and I don't know, share some time. That that could be a good a good thing to to do. Yeah. So you because you just came from overseas, right? And or were you in Germany or I can't remember where you were. Yeah, yeah. I fled to Spain and then we go to Germany and stay there for thirty days. We were carving in two different symposiums there and to help us the people who organize the shows uh, give us some orders to to carve so we can pay our our expenses uh, they give us food and lodge you know the tools the wood and also the client the customers that is that is what I, I said that should be a good idea to do you know when I came to America I go to a show I have no stock pieces so I only I only own my main carving and my quick carvings. But it's good. It's good. It, it, it's going to be good if I have some stock pieces because you can make a little bit more money. That's why I, I, I'm trying to to explain that if somebody say, okay, you can come to my place two days, you can carve I don't know two or three pieces. Yeah, that is really helpful for people that travels far yeah. distance. Today, the airfares are really expensive. Right. More than two years before. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, I can't imagine, like, if, if someone didn't do that, it would be really hard to find a place to go and wood and saws. So you really, that would be really helpful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. also, if somebody wants to travel and want to uh, know people and have contacts and they, they want to go to Germany, yeah, I'm always can contact guys that want to go there and know those those places and carve 
maybe in Europe. Yeah, they are welcome to to contact me, to call me, no problem. I will I will send the info. In the same way that I always ask for support, I also try to give support for for the carvers who want to to do that to travel a little bit. Cool. And so on you're on Facebook, right? Yes, yes, on Facebook. Like my name, Adrian Voice Art is the same for Instagram. Facebook or Instagram is, is the same. Okay. The same. All right. Then they can make sure and get a hold of you if they want to. Yeah, no problem. They can contact contact me also. Uh, that 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 would be nice to help some to give it back some of the help that I I I get give a little bit back to the people who need it. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, I really appreciate you being on. It's been fun to get to talk with you. I know I've seen I've seen you around, but a lot of times when you're at events, you're just carving, 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 and there's not always time to hang out. <laughs> yes. Also, when we hang out, we go to dinner and maybe a beer. We are so tired. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I, go, I want to go to sleep. Yep. Tomorrow, tomorrow, we, we keep talking. Tomorrow. And, and yeah, that day never came. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Chainsaw Carving Podcast. Be sure to go and check out the other episodes. And just so other carvers can find the podcast, if you could like it, share it, give it a rating, that would be great.